Wow, what a game. The fire, the Astros brought it. The offense, when it looked like disaster was going to happen, no, not tonight. The Astros took care of business. They head to Arizona as they have their destiny in their hands. Let's talk about it on tonight's Locked on Astros. Alvarez, it's a high drive center field. Beer leans back. This game is turned upside down. There's the runner. Fly ball down the right field line. Tucker comes on. Kyle Tucker. This time they finish the job. We are Locked On Houston Astros, and we hope that you join us for a daily Locked On Astros podcast. My name is Eric Heisman. You can find me on Twitter at Eric Talkstros. Find the show at Locked On Astros, your team every day. Brett, where can I find you at? They can find me at HMO House on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. They can find me at Stros411 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Always positive. Positive. I love the fire that Nary's brought tonight. Always Stros. All right, guys. Yeah, this is much better game, a much better podcast. We got a little bit more energy than we did yesterday. I think we both kind of ran out of steam at the end. But we want to say thank you for everybody that tuned in at what 1230 last night, whatever it was to after a loss. So thank you for all the everydayers. Thank you for everybody that tunes in throughout the day and lists, um, watches us on YouTube, uh, subscribes to us and give us a big fat thumbs up and makes us your first listen on Apple, Odyssey, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast, go and check out the Lockdown Astros podcast. We do appreciate it. And today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app. Create an account and use the code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. And I'm sure there's going to be a lot of playoff tickets being sold on game time because uh, probably not in the first round, depending on uh, what happens if the Astros somehow make it to the AL West. But um, I we'll have to see what happens uh, with the wild card series. I think the Astros are in good position. They did what they needed to do. They took two out of three versus the Mariners. Right. Uh, they might have poked the polar bear, so to speak, uh, in terms of uh, what Hector Pete Alonso? Did. No, not oh. Pete Alonso, but uh, Julio know, Rodriguez. So uh, if we do face them in the playoffs, um, that's going to be a very Man. tense matchup. So that'll be interesting. Um, Dubon. Uh, we're going to talk about the game before and how uh, Dusty Baker went with John Singleton over Dubon and Michael Brantley. And Michael Brantley had a four hit day and Dubon had a big three run homer. And then he's over there bragging to uh, Alvarez. You had a solo home run and I had a three run homer. I think mine counts more, something like that. So you got to love that relationship they had. So, and Farmer Valdez was not on top of his game today. He, mm-hmm. he had some mental laps. He, uh, he was getting frustrated and not a good sign for, from your ACE, but he kept the team in game and the bullpen did the rest. So this is some of the stuff we're going to discuss tonight on locked on Astros. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot to unpack, you know, um, one of the things, because there is so much good, we do have to focus on the things that I think that you and I talked about, I think maybe even a week ago or even a couple of days ago where you had said, look, Brett, if we continue to walk the 
we if we continue to walk batters at the clip we're at when we get to the playoffs, it's going to hurt us. The Astros had nine walks tonight, Eric, and, and you can't you can't go into Arizona, you can't go into um, a wild card series walking that many batters and hope that you escape because Valdez four innings pitched, five hits, three earned runs, five walks, seven strikeouts, one home run. Now I will tell you, I think about three of those walks for Framber had to do with the umpire not calling strikes strikes he called them balls and it was oh yeah and he's like bottom he's like in the six percentile he's in the bottom 10 percent of umpires he's got one of the worst track records oh and by the way he was the crew chief this series so major league baseball y'all are really hitting the home run with these umpires i couldn't see a more obvious reason to have a robo up because it wasn't like he was missing these calls from both sides. He was missing yeah. them for us. But let's not get bogged down in the muck and the mire. Look, Framber Valdez, believe it or not, how bad of an outing as it was, it could have been even worse, Eric. I mean, when you give up the hits that you give up the way you did and you walk the batters, a team's usually putting up six, seven, eight, nine runs. They only put up, they only credited three runs to him tonight. So that in itself, is the positive in those negatives. But Framber has got to find a way. I don't know what it is, but he has gotten more out of sorts this year than he ever has. I think the pitch clock, and I think the lack of his being able to calm down, walk around the mound, reset mentally, has been a challenge for him. I do expect Framber to come back next season, Eric, a lot more focused and a lot more ready because he's going to have a whole season under his belt, right? of experience i think he'll be a better pitcher next year but that was that was tough to watch because at first you know the astros weren't scoring they didn't score till the fourth inning and you were like okay the almost the range the mariners only have one run and you know your guy's not pitching well you need to back him up and that four spot on the fourth inning was huge it was deflating to the mariners because you know, the kid had it. Bryce Miller had it um, early on. He looked dominant and then things got out of control for him. So that was nice to see him flirt with disaster, but not it, it, it not sink the ship totally. So, yeah, it, he, he did make the point. adjustment of uh, pitching he out did. a stretch at a certain point, And right. But you can tell that he was kind of he was getting pissed off in the first inning after at the umpire. And he even made a motion like like this a couple times that's when uh, Miller and I think uh, Maldonado went out there and said okay it's the first inning uh, you got a long game to go and it just seemed like you couldn't get find the strike zone and eventually he um, kind of switched to pitching out a stretch and so he's just got to find a way to deal with it he's pitched good this season he's had a no hitter this season so he's got a way He's done it. He's just got to figure out a way to do it in this clutch situation. Everybody on the Houston Astros team knew how important this game was. You had to keep the Mariners behind you. The Toronto Blue Jays, they lost. You have a chance to, if you keep on winning, to advance ahead of them to uh, possibly kind of change uh, how who you face in the first round or in the wild card series. But um, I just think that everybody knew how big this game was. You had to get this game yeah. and you have to hope that the Mariners lose two games against the Rangers. And you have to love how uh, the Mariners, the Blue Jays and the Astros are all fighting for the playoffs and the Rangers are just like, oh, 
we're cool. We're just <laughs> playing baseball. <laughs> we don't care. Yeah. Well, you know, um, talking about the Honduran hammer tonight, um, Mauricio Dubon, that, that was a big home run. You know, even though Jordan Alvarez, I think, was even more impressive on how hard he hit it at the 16% angle, okay? Um, I mean, I'm sorry, 16-degree angle, 116 miles an hour off the bat, 449 feet. But I just had that up there. Um, Tony is listening to us from Guatemala, and he says, always positive, always show. Eric and Eric and Brett, thanks for amazing show. Thank you for watching us. Make sure y'all give us the likes while you're watching us. We got 238 of y'all here in the comments. Um, it was great, Eric, to see Brantley go up there. And Brantley, you know, when he got that first hit, okay, I was like, that's why you should have put Brantley in last night because I think two runs in that spot would have been a huge turnaround. We might have won that game last night. Should have, would have, could have. We didn't. You can't live in the past. But a four-hit game by Brantley. Altuve with a two-hit game. Abreu with a two-hit game. And everybody who went up to the plate in this lineup got at least one hit. Martin Maldonado hit his 15th home run, second year in a row. He tied his career high. His number is 15. So you know what? One guy said to me, made a comment to me on, on Twitter, and he said, we should all drop the narrative of who's going to play catcher and just understand what we have before us. And as long as Martin Maldonado's in there, we want him contributing. And what did he do? He contributed tonight. He doesn't always get a hit, but when he does, it's a double or a home run. <laughs> or a home run. <laughs> he doesn't Especially get a in Seattle. It's a Dude, double he loves hitting in Seattle. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, in this game, um, Mauricio Dubon also in his first at bat, he got a slider and he fouled it back. I think he fouled it down the, uh, the first baseline and you could look at his face. He was like, Ooh, I like that pitch. I probably could have crushed that pitch. And guess what? The next at bat, I mean, he did strike out in that at bat, but the next at bat, he got the exact same slider. I think they called it a sweeper, but it's a slider, the exact same position. And he did what he wanted to do the first time around. He crushed the living crap out of the ball. And it just, it's good to see him doing this. And I think it's great to see that we got him for Michael Propierski, who's I'm not even sure playing still playing baseball, but it he just might be in their minor league system. But yeah. Yeah. It, you know, and Julia said it tonight, Julia and Blum were talking about how he came over here. They gave him a purpose and he right. felt like they misused him. He felt like he didn't have a place. And so having him, all season long, Eric, this isn't a guy that came in and filled in for Altuve and only did part of the job. He did the job completely. He did, he did the job fully. But since we're talking about what's going on with the Astros, we need to talk about game time because there is a very strong possibility that you'll be able to buy tickets for the playoffs to watch your Houston Astros. And heck, if you're an out-of-town person and you like to buy tickets to go out of town, I'm sure you'll be able to do that. If the Astros do end up playing Minnesota in the wild card, of course, we don't know where they'll end. But look, last minute tickets, flash deals, zone deals, no matter what, easy to find, buy tickets of any kind of event, not just baseball, football, basketball, theater, comedy, wherever you want to go. They have the lowest price guaranteed, event cancellation protection, and job loss protection as well. The deals they have are great. You can find them last minute, literally walking into the stadium like I've done before, and two clicks, you're there. You don't have to th you don't have to file through your email. They come straight to your phone, 
And they have a guarantee that if you find the tickets in the same row, the same section, but a, but a cheaper price, they'll credit you 110% the difference. So make sure that you check it out. And another thing I want to tell you before we go on this, they have zone deals. They save an average of 18% savings compared to other places. So use the promo code locked on, download the app. You get $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Create an account today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. All right. So um, we switch over to a new thing. So I don't have the little thing there. That's okay. Just go ahead and tell Astros are playing the Diamondbacks. It's going to be a critical series against a team that is they're, – they're trying to fight for the playoffs too. I don't know if they clinched yet or they're about to clinch. But uh, they only, I think they only need one game, to be honest yes. with you. But if you want to hear all the play-by-play action, you can't watch it. Go ahead and download the SiriusXM app. Just search SXM, and you can hear all the play-by-play action starting Friday night, 840. Yes, it's going to be another late game because it is a West Coast game, oh, even though they're not really on West Coast. But it's going to be epic um, game. JP France is going to be on the mound for the Houston Astros. And we're going to talk about it in a second. Justin Verlander, for now, is going to be starting for the Astros on Saturday. So meaning he won't start to uh, of a potential wildcard series until likely game three. So if the uh, basically the Mariners play tomorrow, the Rangers come to town tomorrow off their trip to Anaheim, which I think they're winning. I think they're going to win their game tonight. They were Yeah, they were up five to nothing. I think the game's already finished. But if Seattle loses... And the Astros win Friday. I believe what I understand is that means the Astros would then clinch that playoff spot. They would be in front of them enough where Seattle couldn't catch them, even with three wins. I think they right. would be one win behind them. So the Astros so, need to win and they need to lose. Yes. So it can happen as soon as Friday. Night. And, you know, wilder things have happened, they could win all three in Arizona, Eric. And then Seattle could win. Seattle could win what three games. And if the Astros end up tied with the Rangers, they would win the division. They could win the division on the last game of the season, possibly. Now, it's not as probable. It's a very slim chance. And I think a lot of people would rather the Astros go to Minnesota. And I think I said several times, several times the other night, I kept saying the Rays. And the reason why I kept saying the Rays is because my mind was stuck on a graphic that I had seen like two weeks ago right. and I hadn't seen the updated graphic. So Minnesota. And then after that, you would play the Rangers. And right. I think that dude, that seems like an exciting matchup. I just like our chances in both of those over going right. against whether it's the Orioles or who, whoever else on the other side, the Blue Jays. Yeah, right now it's the Astros versus Twins, then Blue Jays versus uh, Rays, then the whatever whoever wins the Blue Jays versus Rays would go on to play the Orioles, and like you said, uh, whoever wins ours would go play the Rangers. If you look at the other league, it's the Cubs versus the Brewers as of right now. Whoever wins there will go play the um, the LA team. I forgot what they're called, um, and then you have the, the Diamondbacks. Team. Uh, playing the Phillies, and whoever wins that will go play the um, juggernaut, the Atlanta Braves. That's gonna be a tough. So, one. so there was a guy tonight. Um, I was I was checking out our friend Win. He was like kind of an Astros super fan. You know, he goes viral on um, Instagram. He goes by Ags went on Instagram. He took a he actually took a film of a guy. And I watched it. 
and when was when was kind of trolling this guy but it was funny he had an astros jersey with the number 44 and he had pinned on the back cheaters or y'all or 2017 i cheated in 2017 and when goes you do realize alvarez was not even on that team he wasn't even in the pros at that time and um, yeah, it says we cheated 2017 World Series, and then it has number 44 under the paper that he has attached to his jersey. So there's some salty fans there in Seattle. And Eric, this is a series that could have gone their way really easily, but the right. Astros found a way. They came in, and I would like to think that my little motivational speech, my impromptu locker room speech that I put on YouTube. I'm pretty sure that motivated the Astros. I'm pretty sure Bregman with the speech, the rally hippo did have an effect, but that epic speech that I gave, I really think it helped. So you're welcome Astros. Hopefully y'all can fly me to Arizona. I'll give you one of those in person. Okay. Yes, for sure. So um, like we talked about JP Francis starting on Friday, Justin Verlander is starting on Saturday. And so a uh, question would be who would start a possible Sunday game? I mean, there's many options. Uh, if it's a do or die game, do you go? I mean, honestly, who would you go with? Not Hunter Brown at this point. Um, well, no, JP Francis pitching. For, oh, oh, you mean Friday. if? I mean su- Friday Sunday. on Sunday. I'm talking about Sunday on on Sunday. Um, if you've if you've won the two games and you you have and you don't have the possibility to move anywhere except stay the sixth seed. I don't see why you would. Well, then you you, you pitch Hunter Brown, yes. But if yeah. it's a do or die game, is what I'm saying, Brett. If you have to oh, win, or you're or out of the game. playoffs, do you bring back Framer Valdez on short rest? Because he, that's a, I mean, he only threw dude, how many pitches today? You, you know, you know who I he give threw the start? eighty-three pitches today. You know who I give the start? Souza. I give Souza the start. I let the dude that won't even be on the playoff roster the chance to go out and pitch like three innings, do like a piggyback, go Souza and then Hunter Brown, dude. That would actually be a pretty sweet setup. That's called an opener. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we go yeah. full Tampa Bay Rays on him. But, you know, the guy's been throw. He's thrown perfect. I mean, I'm I'm kind of excited. I know it's a small sample size. Yeah. But I'm kind of excited that if we can keep this guy around. Right. Um, but Eric, we, we, we got to talk about Hector Neres. Yes. Before you do that, I do want okay. to say like, I'm clarifying JP oh. France is starting on Friday. People are saying, or kitty on Friday. No, it's JP France. Right. And, um, Dusty Baker was asked if Verlander is starting on Saturday, regardless of circumstances. He said, I don't know, man. <laughs> and there were some, there were some funny replies. People were coming down on Dusty for that. Yeah, yeah, I didn't want like, to pass. I, know, I didn't pass on from that, so that I had to say so that. No, right, it, right, and we don't want to. I know, I know. From time to time, we'll say something or we'll misspeak. And I will say this: um, if you don't follow us on YouTube, if you just listen to us, when you go to YouTube, you can comment after the show. And there will be times where maybe I, I'll say something and not even realize that I say something wrong. And what I enjoy is when our listeners interact and say, "Hey, Brett, you said this." but this is the actual game or this is what happened. And I'm, I'm here for that because we are not perfect, but we're just, we're just so pumped. Um, maybe not as pumped as Hector Neres, but Eric, before we talk about Hector Neres, let's talk about FanDuel. 
Okay, go ahead. All right. The snap into action with the NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. I don't know if you've been paying attention, but C.J. Stroud for the Houston Texans has been phenomenal. He has one of the worst receiving cores, but he has thrown for some of the most yards of any young quarterback early in his career, the first three games of his career. So right now, new customers get $200 off and bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in the action. The app is easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over and unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel is the official partner of the NFL. Now, you guys need to come hang out with us Friday night at Hooters, September 29th. We will be in Pearland. We will be doing a live show pregame before the game Friday night. And if it's not that Friday night or any time in between Monday through Sunday, you can come hang out. They have specials Monday through Friday. And if you're going there on Thursday, because you're listening on Thursday, they have $19.99 um, wings and Big Daddy Bundle. They always have $3 Blue Moon drafts. They have $9.99 Michelob Ultra pitchers. No matter the occasion, Hooters is ready to make you happy. And on Thursday nights, after Thursday night football, they have Thursday night karaoke. I know Pearland has it. I know NASA has it. And they have specials all around town. Get the smoked wings. Get you a dessert. Get you some drinks. Take your friends and go watch the Astros continue to dominate the competition on the road. And, guys, don't forget uh, the Astros can continue their domination on the road on um, Friday, 840, against the Arizona Diamondbacks. It's going to be on SiriusXM. Just download the SXM app. So after you listen to us live from Hooters, you can go ahead and download the app. Series XM, SXM, and search Astros, and you can catch all the play-by-play action. And somebody was asking, what's his name? His name is Jabu. I like the – from uh, – Jobu? Yeah, from uh, okay. Major League. Like okay, they, so we have Jobu the Rally Hippo. Yes. Jobu the Rally Hippo leads – It's not um, Rally Animal. Uh, so let's stop. <laughs> Hippos matter. <laughs> anyway, um, so after okay. the game, let's, let's talk about the um, – what the nearest situation. So yes, uh, this, this could be something that's brewing back all the way back to last year where you see Julio Rodriguez kind of um, a showboat as he's hit, he hit the home run off of Neris. So um, it could go back to that. Players have a long memory. Uh, there's uh, a video going around that reminded us that Chaz McCormick was the one that kind of swatted, I think it was Ty France's glove away when he was uh, to try to interfere with the ball. And then he gets drilled yesterday. Teams remember things. And so Mm -hmm. there's some speculation that that had something to do with it. So um, Hector Neris was asked after the game, like, uh, what what happened there? He said, it's just part of the game. Look, Hector Neris, that guy had one thought in mind. I... I have a hard time believing that he thought back, you know, June 2nd, 2022, you showed me up and held the bat halfway down the first baseline. I'm going to show you. And that fire right there, right. that is what this team has been missing. And what was funny was everybody jumped on it. Oh, this is a bad look. All this. All I'm like, hold on. Y'all have been calling for more fire this whole time. You know, we even said it seems like Dusty at times is too laid back. There's not a whole lot of like, pep in the player's step are they bored 
And tonight they have embraced it. And I think they have talked about the flip being the, the switch being flipped, but I think the switch is flipped and you don't have to say it. Right. They didn't have to say it. It happened. They did it. When you have to tell somebody, Oh, it's go time. Rather than just going out there and doing it. When you're just doing it without words, that's far more powerful than talking crap. That's why I hate when players go, I guarantee a win next game. No, you can't guarantee a dang thing. You can't guarantee a win. That's a terrible move. You can say, I guarantee we're going to give it all our, you know, all we have. But Hector Neres did the right thing. I commend him for doing that. I'm sorry. I know a lot of people don't like it, but that was amazing. The team responded. They didn't stop scoring runs after that. They put their they put their foot on the throttle, and they kept going full steam ahead. I think they needed it, Eric. All right, so I agree with everything you said, but I think that there's a time and place, and when you just struck out a batter, you don't go directly at the batter like that. That doesn't happen, and I get that. Yeah, I understand you, that. I understand like that, but. That's basically saying what's up. And so that's that's basically, I mean, I, I can see there's team, there's fans, there's teams, there's people across baseball that already hate us. And I know we embrace the hate. That's fine. But this is also adding to the hate. And it's just like. J-Rod didn't say anything to Hector. At first, I thought he did. And when I went back and saw he did, and I was like, but you know what? I've been on the receiving end of that playing right. sports, playing intramurals in college. And I remember I, I was talking crap at halftime. We were we were beaten. We were playing flag football, intramural flag football in college. And I was a quarterback. We were up by like 19 points. And we were talking so much smack. We got demolished in the second half. I think I completed two passes in the second half. Right. It was bad. And so yeah. I, I've been on that end. But you know what we need to get to is Presley. The fact that Dusty Baker – Put Presley in at the end, Eric, and I, I want to get your thoughts on this. Tells me that Dusty Baker's saying, this is my guy. This is my closer. I know he's blown it lately. I know he's had a rough go at it recently, but he is our closer, and I trust him to get four outs. I trust him to go more than one inning because we need him to be locked down. It did massive things for, I think, Presley's confidence, the team's confidence and it was a statement from Baker saying he's our guy I haven't lost faith and I thought that was one hell of a move by Dusty Baker I love that move great managerial move I think he gets a gold star for that yeah one thing that could backfire in that move not necessarily that move but uh going pitching uh Brian Abreu 44 pitches he uh he allowed him staying for a little bit longer I know He's been a hot hand. He had 26 uh, scoreless innings. I still, I think he's still on 26 and two thirds scoreless innings or something like that. But he had to throw a lot more pitches in this game, and so he may not be available for the Friday game. So I know there's a day off tomorrow, but that's something that you have to take in consideration. And right. um, so um, what I was trying to say with that, I'm not talking about being soft. I, I'm saying exactly no. what Brett, Brett, right. I'm saying exactly what you just said. That's that's that that's bulletin board material, and that could motivate the team to come back and win. That was my fear, and so that, right. that was what I was uh, I was worried about at the time. And so, oh no, and like I was Julio too. Rodriguez was like he was going to come back, and I could just see him just hitting a grand slam to win the game. 
So hitting a grand slam or hitting a three on home run. Right. But look, um, you know what, too? I think it was strategic because I thought last night doing the whole Chaz thing, hitting Chaz, mm-hmm. and then tonight putting in um, putting in Caballero, okay, who hasn't played in two games, um, the guy that had the dust up with Framber last game, I think the Mariners were ready to play mind games if they needed to. I think if the Astros would have jumped on the Mariners early that you would have seen a hit batter. Right. I, I, I really think that they, because what they were going to try to do is try to get Framber out of his routine and he got out of his routine on his own. So they didn't need to play those mind games. But what Nary's did was Nary's did reverse psychology on them, got them so worked up that it did work again. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. That's why you have to execute. You can talk smack. You can be the biggest dog. You can have the best record. You can have the most trophies. But at the end of the day, it's not about who the best team is in the past. It's like, who's the best team today? And today, the Houston Astros are better than the Mariners. They're still better than the Mariners. The Mariners have never been better than them. And they still reign supreme over Seattle. Now, they've got to take care of business and put the Rangers in their place if they get to face them in the playoffs. Well, there was a, a week or two where they're in first place or something. They're better for that week or two. But, but I'm, yeah, but I'm ta- well, but I'm talking about don't yeah. forget we're the reigning champs. Don't yeah. forget that. OK. And we took them don't out last that. year, too. So um, but uh, we didn't get a chance to talk about this in yesterday's game. Um, Dusty Baker said yesterday, I'm tired of our guys being, getting hit. It makes uh, guys a lot bolder when they don't have to hit meaning that the pitchers don't have to hit anymore. And so I love how uh, Seattle member media and people went back and said, okay, well, this is a head-to-head matchup. Uh, Seattle pitchers have hit the Houston batters five times. Astros batters and pitchers have hit the Mariners batters 10 times. Since Dusty has become manager, Seattle pitchers have hit Houston batters 23 times. Houston pitchers have hit Mariners batters 40 times. That's not what Dusty Baker is saying. Uh, so he's not saying um, Mariners. Yeah. He's just talking about yeah. people in general. And it's just like, you know what? I could, you know what? Like, why even look? Who? Yeah. Like, guys, I'm sorry. Yeah. Are you, don't, don't make me say it. But really, like, this is what this is what this is what 12-year-old parents fight about at Little League. You hit my son on purpose. Okay, build a bridge and get over it, ma'am. No, the ball slipped out of right. his hand. Yeah, we know. We know the Astros and the Mariners have both thrown at each other. Do we ever condone Eric pitchers throwing at batters? No. No. I mean, I have friends that are like, oh, who do needs to wear one in the numbers tomorrow because of chess? No, you don't know. That's it's not full on old school, but Dude, I don't know if you noticed, but you know, um, at the end of the game, um, Caballero was dead. That dude was crowding the plate. He was he was really really up on that plate. He I think he was trying to get a ball on the inside. They were looking for anything to to get the you know spark to get the fire started. The Astros now go on to Arizona. We're probably going to look more into that series there. But I do want to go ahead and congratulate Jose Altuve. He had he hit his 400th double today right. um, so that was great michael brantley had a i believe he had a four hit game if i remember correctly or was it 
yeah, he had four hit games today. So um, yeah, yeah, first we, game yeah. back in a while. Yeah, yeah, so, I talked about that earlier. I know. I just wanted to. Yeah, he's the only because there that. were because there were three multi-hit games. Um, right. Again, Abreu with two, Altuve with two, and Brantley with four. Yeah, that right. was it was it was amazing and so so it's just like um, he rolls out of bed and he could just get four hits it's just nobody exactly. could do i mean and you know seattle fans roll out of bed and watch our show and give us revenue awesome thank you guys yeah. for showing up yeah but um all the starters got a hit in today's game 14 hits eight runs and let's hope they can carry the offense into arizona because at this point let's win all the games so that's all we got for this edition of the lockdown astros podcast my name is eric heisman you can find me on twitter at eric Cockstros. you can find the show at lockdown astros brett where can i find you at you can find me at HMO House on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. It's Stroh's for 1-1 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Always positive. Always Stroh's. And we'll talk to you later. Go Strips. Ooh, nice graphic. Ooh, and we're back. Whoa, hey. That was a surprise. New buttons and whistles. Woohoo! Hey, guys.